0: We got the big show tonight, so we're going to discuss a little bit of the NFC and AFC Conference Championship game fallout. The NFL Pro Bowl is upon us this weekend, but who cares, but we might talk about the skill competition. And then the Brian Flores saga is just the gift that keeps on giving, unfortunately. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie. And what shall we talk about, guys? How about a little, little AFC NFC championship game fallout? It's been a while since we've got to come together, and man, there is uh once again a great round of wonderful NFL football, all decided in the waning minutes. Which one do you want to start with, Biggs? Uh, we should go with the, uh,
1: Cincinnati game first.
0: Really? Cause I'm not sure what happened there. Um, I think it might've went to overtime. It, 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 that did. thing from the week before where if you win the
1: coin toss, the game's over. That didn't happen this the, time. The Bengals did not win the coin toss.
0: Oh, all right. Patrick Mahomes was 8 of 18 with two all picks right, in the I, second half. I'm just going to let the sham go. Is there not any phantom whistles. We'll, we'll just, there wasn't any phantom whistles. For the we'll first just, time in these playoffs. We'll just start and go ahead and say that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. I'm saying that every day for the rest of the week and all of next week because I have the opportunity to do that for the first time since 1988. That being said, Biggie, did the Chiefs lose the game or did the Bengals win the game or is it a combination of both? combination of both to me
1: the Chiefs lost the game uh just 51 percent the Bengals won at 49 percent it was 21-3 the Bengals didn't 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 cave in second half came out and made some adjustments defensively which to which the Chiefs then never adjusted to what they just the sat and played again, in the baby? zone what was the final score?
2: 27-24 so how much did it not haunt Andy Reid not just kicking that Cheap field goal at the, end oh, absolutely. at the end of the second quarter. We were sitting there watching it. I said, dude, you're up 21 to 3. You got to get the points here. Yeah, just take it. Like you get the ball to start the second half, take the field goal,
0: and then try to go down the field again.
2: Like I never understood that call. Nope. Like I- we talked about it right here watching it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know sometimes we decide to like go for it on fourth down with Chad Henney because we got big balls and that's what we do as coaches, but. You know, sometimes you just got to do the logical thing. Is that an analytics thing or is that just Andy like, Reid being a dumbass? I,
2: I, I think he was being greedy, but like we were talking on Sunday, no one would have been like, oh, I can't believe he kicked a field goal. Yeah, there.
0: let's second guess that. Like, they would have
2: second guessed that at all. So, like, the the fact that they lost by three, absolutely. Now you're being second-guessed.
0: Right. Take the point. You're up 21-3. It would have been 24-3, and we don't know where we'd be right, right. now. Right. Hey, because at the end of the day, you know, instead of kicking field goals, maybe Cincinnati goes forward on fourth down a couple times. Th- like, anything could happen. But, yeah, right. But, you know, you can second-guess that now because you didn't do it. Right.
1: Um, now- I felt like that was a big fail on the Chiefs part, Andy Reid. like. Greg just said, we were sitting down here watching. We're like, what are you doing? Take the points. I mean, having said that, in the second half, the Bengals easily could have crushed on the road, uh, defending AFC champion. But I think having played them a couple weeks ago. Same uh, scenario. so being scenario. down 14 twice in that game really helped Cincinnati in the second half because they had that mentality where they just weren't going to give
2: up. Yeah. The See, I think the Chiefs lost the game because, like, same exact scenario – and you let it, you let it be like happen right again. So it's like, like we talked about, we're going to get to the next game, but how hard is it is to beat an opponent like twice right. in a matter of a few weeks because usually you make the adjustments, especially on a team like a team like the Chiefs who's on paper. No offense, looks better than the Bengals. They do. Um, but, like, so that's why I was, like, adamant.
0: The Chiefs are going to roll here. Cause, because Cause a lot of times, most of the time, the team that wins, they just do the same shit, right? right? And, because that's what works. And then right. the other team can make the adjustments. So, yeah, the fact
2: that the Bengals won that game just still to this day blows my mind because I just – they beat the Chiefs twice in a matter of a month. Well, That's and
1: crazy. the other thing is that when we were sitting down here talking, we were like, let's think of the short list of, you know, first ballot Hall of Fame coaches that are in the NFL right now. And, of course, we you know, Belichick, Andy Reid, we mentioned. Well, like Zach you Taylor. just said, yeah. uh, <laughs> two straight times, you're up 14 nothing 28-14. And the second half in Cincinnati, they made adjustments, shut you guys down. You didn't. Exact same thing happens again. Yet, what did – Andy Reid not learn from game one. You know, it's like you said, they lost the game more than Cincinnati won it because he didn't adjust again. Don't get me
2: wrong. Cincinnati did what they had to do, and they showed so much resiliency coming back because a lot of teams down 21-3 to in Arrowhead or whatever they call it. Now I'm assuming it's still Arrowhead. It's Arrowhead, but it's something. They're doing the chop. They're going nuts. (laughs) They're loud as hell. And a lot of teams would have folded like a lawn chair, but the Bengals, not the Bengals, not these Bengals.
0: They came out and they did their thing. To summarize, I I think I kind of agree with what Mr. Brown's saying is that the Chiefs lost the game. But you can't discredit what the Bengals did because they had to do their part or it wasn't gonna happen.
1: Dude, defensively they came out in the second half. They said we're only gonna rush three. Mahomes will have all the time in the world. Let's cover and see what Dude, we can do. What's wrong they had with two Mahomes interceptions in the second half?
0: How you're supposed to be the GOAT, right? Like people yeah. have already anointed him as like the best quarterback to ever live. I mean, have you not heard that from people? Yeah.
1: Well, I'm, I I heard a nice debate between Dan Patrick and Nick Wright, and Nick Wright rides Patrick Mahomes shock to the, you know, moon and back. And uh he's trying to point out how Mahomes hasn't played well in the Super Bowls they've been in. He's had two good quarters. And if you look at the ASC championship games, look at Sunday. Eight of eighteen with two interceptions in the second half when you're up 21-3, all you gotta do is take him down the field for one solid drive. Even on the one where they got the field goal and end up being a forty-eight yarder, what's he doing? Scrambled around back there, they knocked the ball out of his hands, damn near kick away a chance to tie the game. <laughs>
2: The-, well, the dude's got a cannon arm obviously so he's the guy that like Al Davis is trying to come out of the grave just to like <laughs> get him on the Raiders but that doesn't mean you have all the intangibles that you need to be like a Tom Brady like physically obviously like an arm of Patrick Mahomes is better than Tom Brady but that don't mean it's
0: all in there you know what i mean you can't you can't crown him yet no you can't crown him yet. The, the the problem with Mahomes, and we've seen it, is he's too comfortable with the mistakes he makes. Like, he, he doesn't know when to check down all the time. He doesn't know when to make the safe play. Yeah, just when you thought he had figured it out after the way the
1: season started, and he said, all right, we'll play this check down 8, 10, 11 play down the field game, then he wasn't willing to do it when they were playing eight men back and pass coverage, and you could have dumped it to Jarek McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon. You yeah. could have handed the ball off to him, too. He was looking good every time he touched the ball, and they just wouldn't give it to him. I said, I don't get Run the ball. You're up. You're moving right. it. They're don't, giving it to and, you.
2: And don't act like the dude's a saint. My God, he's got Tyreek Hill and Travis
0: Kelsey. I mean, how many quarterbacks will look so much damn yeah. better with those? He's weapons? got weapons, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, apparently the formula on how to beat the Chiefs was just shown. Because like they didn't just like hold them in check, they shut their ass down, and it's and it's like you said, Biggie, it's at their own. You know, cost because they wouldn't adapt either. They just yeah. kept wanting to throw the ball. There's they no were reason. unwilling
1: to take what was given to them. And if they would have, they'd have killed the clock to the point where the Bengals wouldn't have had a chance to do what they did.
0: So the the defensive coordinator for the Bengals has been able to show this huge fluency in the ability to scheme against different teams, going from the Derrick Henry Titans up into the the Kansas City Chiefs there. Yeah. So just amazing there. The uh the thing for me as a Bengals fan, I'm in euphoria a little bit so i missed a little bit of the nfc championship game so i i was just kind of soaking it in but similar situation right the Niners. well people are wanting to kill kyle shanahan because he got up 17 to 7 again right he's up on a lead in a playoff game
1: yeah but i mean it was really fluid back and forth at 17 7 10 points is not 20 yeah The thing to me in that game, the play of the game was the one that wasn't made. The San Francisco safety, I believe his last name is Tart, had a chance to make an interception up 17-14 with about six minutes left in the fourth. And he was so wide open, so to speak, as a defensive back. He tried to catch the ball before it got there, and he dropped it. L.A. went down, got a field goal on that drive. Held them, got a field goal on their next drive to take the lead, and then they put the game in the Jimmy G's hand, and we saw how that turned out.
0: Yeah, when I saw that play happen at the end, I thought it was fourth down for some reason, and I thought that's why he was making that type of throw. Like, there was still another play to be had there. You didn't have to go all completely mental on on that. I mean, that's just – that. that's the last play he's going to have as a 49er.
1: They're working with representatives to
2: For a put together today. a trade. I saw that today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this game went down exactly how I thought it would go down because the Niners had already won two games. They won both games this year. This is the third game of the year. How many teams are going to beat a team three straight times? It's not going to happen because the NFL is so – like there's so much parity there. Right. So, and, and, and the measure of this team is better than that team is so small – and even on a given day, it's not a, a existent. So the fact that the Rams won this game—of course, I picked them—did not surprise me at all,
0: at all. So the 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 thing you just said is the parody, right? Like this was the season of parody. Like it, it was at some point. Like remember how many teams were in the playoff chase? Like at week thirteen, at week fourteen? Like. 80% of the league is still eligible. Like, only, like, the, the Jags and the Lions were like, left And that so, one week, though, too. Yeah. And, and so you get to the playoffs, like, minus the wild card, Divisional Conference Championship games, Everything, it was really a game of inches. It came down to the last plays in all these games, overtime, everything else in between. Like, this is what the NFL wants, right? Parity.
1: If you take out the wild card round, every game of the divisional round was won on the last play. And these two games right here were both three-point games overtime on one and right down to the end on the other. My hero of the weekend, my winner of the weekend, my bright spot, is the guy who turned a $20, picked the final score. He, he got
0: both bad. scores right. Into 50-some thousand? That was more than it was. it was thousand? Yeah, it was like a quarter million.
1: Yeah. Picked both scores of the games right, threw $20 on it for a parlay, and hit it at uh thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, he's a very oh, rich
0: man now. Yeah. Wow, that that's uh that's a bold move, you know. To just like he didn't pick the over under the the spread, he just picked the score. Like that's bold impressive. move. This go, this is what's going to be. And it paid off. That's impressive. Vicky Valancourt told me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I got to say one thing. Did your kicker when he went out onto the field? What's his name? Elle McPherson. Oh, uh, no,
0: she's a supermodel. Yeah, good '90s reference. Uh, I like that. Did he say, "All right, I guess we're headed to the Super Bowl"? I, there's no reports of that, but I, I'd like to think he said that. He ain't missing the playoffs, right? No. And, so there you go. And he's been he's been money. So this is why you draft a kicker. That's damn how
2: it. they're going to lose the Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: Shut he's going to miss a kick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he didn't become Scott Norwood. He's got an infamy. Money. <laughs> he, I, I, I forgot what it was. Don't he, talk he, about he, this. He tried to trademark a name. Yeah today or yesterday i can't remember what it was now damn it uh it's gonna drive me nuts i do want to say this though real quick i saw that the television rating I i can't remember what it was for both games i'm sure it was great but the television rating in detroit for the uh nfc championship game was higher than the thanksgiving game
1: that makes sense there's a lot of stafford fans out there
0: There's more tuned in to watch the Rams with Stafford than they did on Thanksgiving.
1: You know what's perfect about the Bengals being in the Super Bowl and the Rams is that when we started our season talking football and we had – discussions about trades that were going to be made or had been made and how they affected teams. And, you know, you showed where Vegas had the same win projection total for the Rams with Goff as they did Stafford. And you really hope Stafford could put it together. That you turned out to be so about true, though. Now look at where it is if he puts it right. together against but your Bengals. T- but, hey,
0: think about it, though. You talk about the parody that Mr. Brown was bringing up. Even with all that said, the Rams still pretty much were the same team when loss was. They just happened to be in the Super Bowl. With uh they have a higher ceiling. Yep, that's Much all it higher is.
2: Ceiling.
1: Although at this point I heard Bill Plasky say when they asked him about the Matthew Stafford trade, we went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Unless he wins it, it wasn't worth
0: <laughs> <laughs> it. Right. Matter, I mean that's know? really what it is. They're super Bowl or bust. Uh a couple things, uh then we're gonna move on. So the the first thing is we have all next week to talk more Super Bowls, so we'll get into the matchup there. But we will have a nice episode airing this weekend where we just brought on a bunch of Rams and Bengals fans and did a no-filter segment. And I thought they did pretty good. What were your thoughts on talking to them tonight, Mr. Brown?
2: I mean, they did really well. Um, they were very they, – they threw a little bit of shade back and forth, but overall, you could tell the mutual respect was there. There's not like a – this isn't a rivalry. You know what I mean? So, like – they respect each other. Yeah. I feel like the Rams are supposed to be there on paper. The Bengals are glad, lucky to be there. So, I'm just – I Hope and fear's sake, the players don't feel that way when the game starts.
0: I, I think the attitude that Burrow and uh, McFearless have brought to the team, like it's just that rubbed off. On yeah. So the the thing I'll say about the the fans, you're right, they were pretty cordial for the most part. They got a little chip shot in there back and forth, and then when we started asking them about putting chili on shit, they got they got a little hostile about that. Yeah, yeah. they did get a little upset. But I will say, the one uh, guy from the Rams, Mark, he broke down. The Bengals defense in the AFC Championship yeah, game better, than I've heard anybody. Defensive coordinator in Connecticut, and yeah. like I said, you need a teleprompter, and you're one boom yeah. pow away from being John Madden, baby. <laughs> so it was uh, it was nationwide, you know, where you had Connecticut, uh, Texas, uh, Arizona, and California represented yeah, on all the on show. The call. So that was that was good stuff. Yep. So we look forward to that. And then the last little thing I was going to ask you: Did you see how happy Dan Orlovsky's been just because he had said that the Bengals had a really good chance? to go to the Super Bowl and everybody kind of shit on him and he's been playing the tape from back in the summer like crazy just to let everybody know
1: hey Dan didn't you run out of the back of the end zone because you were so unaware of your surroundings you can't get one like this like even a blind that's what Terrell
0: Owens told him the other day a blind squirrel finds a nut every so often (laughs) shut up Dan Uh, don't rip on Dan Orlowski he's doing the best he can doing the best he can (laughs) I right, man, let's just keep it with the NFL just for a couple more minutes because we we don't really care about the Pro Bowl, right? Like, do you give two shits about the Pro Bowl? But they're doing a skills competition like the NBA you must watch. Well, that that was tonight, and we were busy talking with our Rams and Bengals fans, so we didn't really get to see it. And I'm not really going out of my way to go back and watch it, but we did see a couple of highlights of it. I think when we turned it on, it was ending dodgeball.
1: Yeah, I I'm surprised at the, some of those events they do. You showed me a couple of videos of some sweet catches from uh, Stefan Diggs, Trayvon right. so Diggs. So real quick,
0: that's what they're trying to do is like the slam dunk competition is the best catch. And they, I guess they can set up like obstacles, trampolines, whatever. And there's a splash mat there. So anyway, you saw uh, what Stefan Diggs do. He went off of a higher platform through a
1: table that was in the back of a dump truck.
0: Correct. So, you know, Bill's Mafia approves.
1: Yeah, yeah like-, like Billy Bean and uh, Sean McDermott and his agent are like,
0: ooh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's just an injury waiting to happen. <laughs> so, why why do you have a bad taste in your mouth about things like this? Uh, Robert, Edwards,
1: Robert Edwards, Patriots running back back in the day, blew his knee out towards ACL in the uh, beach volleyball game.
0: And this was before ACL just meant you come back in six months. Yeah. So, I understand the pain there.
2: Dude, uh, it's the worst festivities for an all star thing in all of sports, and it's not close.
0: How can you make it better? You can't. I think they should bring back the long throw. Though. I don't, yeah, I, don't
2: that, I don't, yep, I like that one. I don't, I mean, I got the long throw, I got it, but like to me, and it's it's not a knock on the all star thing itself, but football is so physically demanding. Just let the dudes rest. I mean, just name them like name like an all Madden team or whatever, and just let them do their thing, and maybe do a few small things. But you right. don't have to play the game. Correct.
0: So we don't need the game this week at all. So you don't need. No one needs the game because all it is is
2: it, all it is is flag football.
0: Right. I'm okay with like the best catch thing. You want to try that out and do like that
2: and a long throw. I'd love to
0: bring the long throw back and yeah. that, the dodgeball. I don't really care. We don't need uh, to have
2: the game though.
1: You look adult. at it like this, Mac Jones is in the Pro Bowl as like a third quarterback alternate because most of these guys don't want to go once their season's over. Yeah. I mean, when we were kids, it was always in Hawaii. It was a big treat for all these players to go out there. They make so much money now, it's not a treat for them. That's why they moved it out of Hawaii. Most of these guys don't want to be in it for that same injury concern. Well, so- didn't
2: they used to do it after the season? Yeah. it always been it was, it was the Sunday after the Super Bowl. Yeah. So then, like, now you can't even have anybody involved in the last game. Correct. Participating. Correct. Correct.
0: And so they moved me, it, it up. It just screwed up all the way around. They moved it up because they had that weekend where Who it was cares? just like, let it build up another week. Yep. That's my opinion. So, how about this? Is anybody watching the East West Shrine Bowl or the Senior Bowl? That I will watch. Okay, so I, you know what I enjoyed more than the games or uh, watching the practices? Yep. And like they were showing – I can't remember who There's it it this tight end from, oh, Colorado State that's like rated – Dude, I, I couldn't believe this. I, I think it needs fact-checked, but I saw they showed his stats. He had like 90 catches for uh, 1,100 yards as a tight end. He had one touchdown.
1: That's uh, very interesting.
0: Yeah, I saw, I don't know if that was a typo or not. Somebody can fact check that. But anyway, he's out there doing blocking drills, and they put him up against a guy that's going to be a top five pick, the defensive end from South Carolina, and he's just murdering this guy. And and I felt so bad. And they Deuce Staley is one of the coaches out there. And he has to keep telling all the players, like, y'all got back up. Because they just kept pushing them into the pile. Like, it was so bad. Who are the two coaching staffs? Because they d- always take pro staffs. I was just know Deuce Staley's on one of them. And I think that's the senior bowl. And I think the shrine bowl is something different. So, okay. So, I don't know. I can't keep track of all that stuff. We just need more bowl games, right? That's, yeah. that thing, that's the point of all this. but. I'm with Mr. Brown. the The whole thing needs reworked, revamped somehow, and I don't even know if I have a good answer for it. We we kind of shit on the NBA All Star Weekend too now, because it's it's got weird rules. So I think all these things, these exhibitions, like it's the players make too much money. So there's no there's no the NFL was done after Sean Taylor tried to kill the punter. Uh, I mean, if you remember that, so I
2: don't. I know, know I'm the baseball guy, but I feel like the All Star Game is no, the, I'll the say only one. Is like, it's still legit. I'll say it for you.
0: I mean, it is. It's a good game that's played,
2: and then the home run derby everyone loves. Yeah,
0: sometimes people like the home run derby better than the game.
2: So, to me, that's the festivity you'd want to go to. Yeah. And, like, there's there's pride, I feel like, in the baseball who wins.
0: Like, like I said, the only way I think you could fix basketball is if we just had, like, some one-on-one games. Yeah. That would be phenomenal.
2: I mean, because if you did a one-on-one tournament, uh. and then you get X amount of money for the winner takeoff— uh. That's must-see TV. Yes. Because let's say you get like a LeBron versus like a Rudy Gobert. I mean, like who wins that matchup?
0: Right? Like what does that look like? Right. Does LeBron just sit out and shoot outside shots? Right. Does Gobert try to back him down? Or do you do it by positions?
2: I don't know. Ah. And then let the positions of winners play each other. Right. So many places to go. (laughs)
1: They don't do it traditional east west that died long ago. Yeah, so it's it's, th- it's team James versus team Durant. So shouldn't those two have to start it off by playing each other? Wouldn't that be great?
0: No tip off, just y'all play one on one. What about like
2: Durant versus LeBron or like the Greek Freak versus LeBron or Greek Freak versus uh, Durant? Yeah, you
0: build your field, you know, and you you can you can pick a player. You do it that way. You alternate. What about so, what about Curry versus like a Trey Young? No, here's how you do it. So like you're Durant, so you pick your guy. And you're like, all right, I'm picking first. I'm sending Trey Young out there. And then LeBron gets to look at his people and say, okay, Trey Young. Hmm. All right, Curry, you go out there. Right. Like that. That way, it's a little personal animosity. Right, 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 right. Remember I when like- baseball experimented about like the seeding where the the higher seed could pick their opponent? Yeah. Like I'm glad they didn't do it. But again, yeah. the interesting factor would be just the. A you know, will dig there, but anyway, there's a
2: ton of possibilities with the NBA if they would set the egos aside, right? But they can't do it,
0: <sighs> ah, so that's not happening. We're going to move on from the exhibition stuff.
2: Oh, Le- do, you, do you want to go ahead and while we're in it talk about the, the NBA all star starters? Since
0: we're, well, yeah, hey, biggie, you want to hit us to that real quick? You you have the because that just happened today, right? Right,
1: right, right. The starters were named uh last week, the reserves were
0: named, so we got the whole roster, though. Yeah, so well, can let's we see
1: it? Team LeBron and the front court is LeBron, Andrew Wiggins, the Joker. The back court is John Morant, Steph Curry. The reserves were announced today. Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, Draymond Green, backcourt, Luka Donkik, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell. That's
0: a pretty so good team.
1: That's the Western Conference 12-man team. Who stands out to you is a name that you don't hear on there that at the beginning of the year you would have expected to hear.
2: Wiggins, of course. No question. Yeah. Uh, he was a fan
1: vote starter, so he may not have gotten picked as a reserve. He got voted in as a starter. Um, who's a name that you don't hear on there that you are a little bit surprised? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to read them off again? Yeah. Uh, LeBron James, Andrew Wiggins. I'm surprised
0: Clay Thompson didn't get voted on no, just because. Started. You know what I mean. Though. Don't get him started. You know what I mean. We, got,
1: we need a whole nother show for that one. <laughs> uh, the Joker, John Morant, Steph Curry. Reserves. Rudy Gobert, Cat, Draymond, Luca, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, Damon Lillard. Well, Damian Lillard's one that he's been injured. Anthony yeah. Davis, who's also been injured. Okay. Yeah, those that, are
2: two big names. Lillard was the one the I was that didn't
1: make the team.
0: Okay, let's go to the other side. So,
1: Eastern Conference team Durant. Your starters: Kevin Durant, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Demar Derozan, yeah, really? and Trey Young.
0: Those I like
2: are, that team, dude. Those are your fan vote starters. Uh, they got it right in the what's, the,
0: what's the Rosen stats Dude, like he's this He's averaging year.
2: like 25, 26 a game. That God. much? Yeah. Yeah. Even with the Levine on his team.
0: Dude. Your, your Eastern
2: Conference
1: reserves that were announced today, Jason Tatum, Chris Middleton, Jimmy Butler, backcourt James Harden, Zach Levine, yeah, Darius Garland, Fred Van Fleet. Everybody know who Darius Garland is? Uh, no, for I do calves. not. Place for The Cavs.
2: I like the East team better. Yeah. I'm going to say that on record.
0: Yeah, Younger, right, except Young. for a couple of exceptions.
2: Yeah. I uh, like the East team better. Fred Van Vliet is a nice story to
1: me because he was a guy who played at Wichita State when they made their Final final Four run. Uh, when the Raptors won the title a couple of years ago, he was off the bench playing, like contributing. He became a father during the Eastern Conference Finals. From that point on, he balled out through the finals against the right. Warriors. It was, uh,
2: it was inevitable once they uh, got rid of uh, Lowry finally that he was going to be a superstar. Yeah, he was that
0: big-time six-man And I say him. that
2: because I drafted him in fantasy <laughs> as my second-round pick. Ah, thank you. So, to me, the most notable stub in the, snub in the
1: Eastern Conference is LaMelo Ball. He's played really well this year. I don't have his numbers up in front of me, but I'm kind of surprised that he didn't make the all-star team.
0: What about Kyrie?
1: <laughs>
0: he's <laughs> playing more is, games than game in Brooklyn. Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the game at? Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of, I don't even know where is the all-star game. Cleveland. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. LeBron goes back to one of his former homes. Oh,
0: wow. Will they boo or cheer?
1: Ah, uh, they'll cheer. Bill cheer. Yeah, he brought him a title. He
2: came, he came back. Twat,
0: they like should the first cheer, time right? The fact to me, he, came if he brought back.
1: you a title, you
0: better cheer. Him yeah, yeah, he For came. Cleveland, he came yeah. back. I mean, Cleveland's not getting dude, anything else. Do you know ever. where
2: Cleveland Cavaliers are in the East right now? Ah, uh, they're like six. No, they're like third.
0: Are they that high? Yeah. I
2: knew they were in the because I looked.
0: I was like, what the hell,
2: dude? Like Kevin Love. Everyone's talking about like LeBron, and I know Kevin Love ain't the guy he used to be, but he stayed through thick and thin. Of course, no one wants to take his contract. Yeah, he's just there because – He's still doing his thing, and now the Cavs are third or fourth seed in the East right now. Well, dude, don't
0: they have like two starters that are like out for the year?
2: Well, they do oh, – Jared
1: Allen's another guy that was kind of a snub for the all-star team. Go with uh, Kevin Love, who's been playing better, shouldn't be an all-star. Garland, that was what the Cavs do that's really unconventional with the rest of the league, as they have a super big front line. They really have four centers they will rotate through to play the four and the five. They play different ball than the rest of the league. Man. And it's working.
0: Yeah. who Didn't they uh, have a point – who's their point guard that was hurt? Don't, Colin Sexton? Yes. He's out for the year, right? No, but Garland's the guy now. Right. Yeah. But but I'm just saying I, so I don't know
1: if he's out for the year, but he is out.
0: But he hasn't played really.
1: Yeah, he was another top pick who was expected to be a big player. I think on player.
0: paper Sexton was ahead of Garland. I,
2: on
1: the he depth was
0: chart. the yep. starter. Yeah. So like they now their cup run over with they're they're options. They're both
1: top ten picks, so it yeah. just happens to work out that Garland ends up being the better player with the time. So you're
0: probably not playing both then, right?
1: Lori no. Markkinen.
0: Laurie. Well, that's part of
1: it. You got Laurie, Kevin Love, Jared Allen, and another guy who I'm forgetting, uh CD or Cece or something like that. Osman. You got, yeah. You got four big guys who are all really like centers. And, and they
2: can all shoot. Yep. Other than Jared Allen.
0: True. That's all right. He can block that. Yeah. yeah. So.
2: But so that's the biggest surprise so far in the in the ha- halfway point of the NBA season's the Cleveland Cavaliers.
0: I would agree with that. I mean, like I said, I barely followed the NBA, and I knew they were in the playoffs right now. So So I'll say this going into All-Star Weekend: I wish I had it up right now.
1: The slam dunk contest was played out 20 years ago. When you got into the early 2000s and Vince did it and Kobe did it and the big stars still did it, but then it came a time where, like, LeBron and some of these other guys should have done it and they wouldn't. It died right there. Their All-Star Weekend, I do enjoy because they'll do a Rising Stars game or a – uh celebrity game. That's kind of fun to and watch.
2: Three-point shootout's still fun. And a yeah. three-point
1: shootout is a lot of fun. Because that's like the home
0: run derby. It's right, the same right, principle. Right. Um, those, those two I feel the like skills
1: competition I enjoy too. I hate the dunk competition. They yeah, do it like everybody, everybody does. It's the showcase. You get all these
2: extra chances. Yeah. But like one thing that's different between the three-point competition and the dunk is that the big shooters still come out for the three-point they contest. Do. Yeah,
1: we'll see who was all there this year. It may have been announced and I missed it, but you know what will be? Steph, Clay, uh, Trey Young, all the big shooters do it every year. It's like a badge of pride to carry around the league. Hey, I'm the three-point champion. How We're- did the
0: dunk contest get so shit on? So, I don't know. It,
1: I think if the big stars would have been
2: willing to do it. Who, it who can we blame hey.
0: after Vinsanity? Who can we blame that ruined
2: it? No, there are some guys good after that but my my thing is is that if the big stars aren't going to participate because they're scared of like defeat then just get rid of. It. I mean and it, and the thing is what else are you going to think of to do that's new and fresh? I got it. it like the ideas of kind of like, what do you – you can only really come up with so much. Yeah. But, you like, like pig. It, I guess my thing is if it was – not LeBron because he's almost 40 now. But, like, if you had Giannis and any other high flyers that would just do it year after year. And no one would really care if it was new – like, the same ideas. Right. Because it was the biggest stars right. in the game. Right. It's the guys well, who
0: we have their shoes and their
2: jerseys. Like, like, if Giannis came down and recreated a Larry Larry Nance dunk from the 1980s, yep. everyone would love it. Right.
1: That's why you know Aaron Gordon's name because he did it two years in a row. And he should have won, and he didn't. Or a uh, guy like that who has no place being at the All Star Weekend, <laughs> right. other Except than that, he's willing to put himself in. Harold Miner,
0: baby Jordan. Right.
2: I mean, give give me a Levine and a and a Greek freak and a few other All Stars, and just make it like a handful of guys, and it means something. Yep. No matter if it's the same ideas, in my opinion.
0: All right, I I got to ask one question before we get off NBA. The trade deadline is the tenth. Does Ben Simmons get moved, Biggie? No. Why? He doesn't want to play basketball. Nobody wants him for the
1: price that Daryl Morey's asking for, and it's Daryl Morey he's not going to come off. Like for what that's he wants.
0: insane. Like, is this is this the right play if you're the Sixers from a business standpoint, or is this no, just to like,
1: me they're punting away an opportunity to win a title with the other players they have there and MB? They could
0: add something. Now. Yep. Right, but they're not getting what they they think they should for. I'm him. They're they're you.
2: to you, Kyrie for Ben Simmons makes all the sense in the world for everybody,
0: except Go. for the Sixers because apparently they just want him to sit there and rot.
2: I'm just saying, like you put Kyrie on the Sixers and Simmons on the Nets. Dude, it's it's a slam dunk for both.
0: Teams. You're not wrong about that. If you could just trade their skill sets off, that because the Nets have shooters. They if they had a Ben Simmons to create for the shooters, my god. But it ain't
2: Dana White in the UFC it would, it, where you it just would put fighters
0: together. If they would make that <laughs> trade,
2: if they would make that trade, and you would tell me that it was the Nets. And the Sixers and Eastern Conference
0: finals after the trade, I wouldn't be surprised one bit. No. I, I'm you it makes sense. You're yeah. you're right about that. It, it's just that That's they're not they're not gonna see the light because it's it's just we're gonna ruin this guy's career because he ruined the opportunity we gave him. That's what it feels like. As yeah. petty as it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a trade I saw offered from the Sixers to the uh Golden State Warriors was they would trade Simmons and Tobias Harris, which they trying to get rid of his contract. So forget that they got back Wiggins, Draymond, Kaminga, and three future first round picks. Wow. Why are the Warriors doing that?
2: No.
0: Yeah, that's stupid.
1: Why why? If he,
2: I don't even think they do it with one first round pick.
1: No. no. They're not parting with Draymond. He's the heart and soul of that nah, team. You're exactly right. Freaking idiot. Idiot. <laughs> Still
0: in my life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh. <sighs> Hey guys, we just want to take a second and give a shout out to a friend of the show. If you're looking for quality customs of any type of sneakers, shirts, things like that, you can check out Bryant Jamison Customs. He's got five plus years of experience specializing in airbrushed and hand-painted designs. His work will definitely exceed your expectations without breaking your budget. So make sure you check out Bryant Jamison Customs. Find him on Instagram under Bryant Jamison Customs and also check out his work on YouTube. You can, again, just search Bryant Jamison Custom Footwear. <laughs> it's right, so a biggie i haven't had a chance to talk to you uh mr brown i don't think i've really talked to you about this either but the gift that keeps on giving and we're going to try to do our fans a favor and not let it completely overtake the show like it's done every single show on espn on fs1 or whatever it may be do you have any idea what topic i might be thinking about Ah, a guy who was finalist for a head coaching job. (laughs) He is. He might be the next head coach for the Houston Texans and probably not the Saints, but I think those are the two he's linked to. Mr. Brian Flores filed a class action lawsuit that I'm sure you've all heard about by now. But I just wanted to kind of open it up for a second just to get your thoughts on the entire situation because, you know, we're going to solve everything right here tonight, right?
1: Most definitely. You put great minds together and things get accomplished. Uh, uh, i'll say this flow was with the patriots before he got the dolphins job so
0: yes we know this from text messages he and his dear friend bill belichick BB, exchange, who yes, apparently BB. signs only the last text in a text message to <laughs> change but um <laughs> not surprised by any failures to text normal from him
1: i liked him there you knew he was gonna have a chance to be a head coach somewhere what we learned after he was let go because we were all kind of surprised when he was first let go is that uh he's a little asshole. bit difficult to work with yeah I mean, if you look at it, in three years, he had four offensive line coaches, two left on their own. He fired two more and four offensive coordinators because in his third season, he named co-offensive coordinator. So he couldn't have been the easiest guy to work for.
0: Those are the allegations about why he was let go. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Having said that, the two things that came out or the two things that he's pushing in his lawsuit are that he was let go because of the color of his skin. And that's why he did not get Another head coaching job right away, although he is a finalist. And the other thing being the competitive play where he says that Ross offered to pay him a hundred thousand dollars per game for their team to lose. Right. Um, of those not two not to mention
0: meeting uh an unnamed quarterback on a boat somewhere, Thomas Edward Brady. <laughs> uh might have been Deshaun Watson.
1: Of everything I've seen from those two. I don't know that there is smoke where he's talking about being fired because of the color of his skin because their general manager is black, assistant general manager is black, director player personnel is black, uh, two is black. Sounds to me in that situation it was more as though he was really out on wait, wait, wait! and everyone Tua's else not in the black. building liked him. Um, well, I'm sorry. He's Simone. He's, he's, uh, he's a minority.
0: All right, there okay. you go. <laughs> um,
1: so that part of it's a little bit Less believable for me. He's talking about a sham interview with the Giants. Well, they had already hired or interviewed Leslie Frazier. So they were interviewing him as kind well, of they a kick to, to tires They have to thing. do two by the Rooney rule, right? Well, and here's the thing that some people aren't really paying attention to that strikes me I haven't heard more of. You had Josh McDaniels, who was hired by the Colts and even started to build a staff and then had cold feet. Well, the reason they were able to get Frank Wright, who worked out well for him, was they went through all these interviews. They just didn't stop with McDaniels. They interviewed everyone. They had a 1, a 1A, a a 1B. So, they were ready. And I think that teams like to do that. It's one of the reasons why you would have multiple interviews.
0: So, let's stop right there just for a second. Let's be honest. There is not a company out there, or at least leaders in companies anywhere in this world, that you may go for a job interview and they don't already have a preconceived notion about who they want to hire. Yep. Like, that is the na- – net. it's like we're supposed to – like, I'm in leadership. Mr. Brown's in leadership. If you know you have a vacancy coming up on your staff, do you not do some recruiting and bench building at all? I mean, that's, that's what I do. He's you get ready thought. for the
1: next step. So- I think that uh, – because they're talking about the Giants position, but they hired a general manager from Buffalo who, hey, I want to work with Brian Dable. I've heard him say uh, – they chose him as the most qualified candidate, and people are saying you can't say he's the most qualified. Brian Flores was just a head coach. Well, if we want to look to the end of the regular season when the Bills lost or the Bills lost to the Chiefs, what was said immediately after that? Brian Dayball will have the pick of any job he wants. Then he gets hired, and it's well he wasn't qualified. Yeah. Like, you look at what the Raiders did. They brought in Dave Ziegler as their general manager, and they brought along with him Josh McDaniels. Same situation. You hired your front office person from an organization. He chose a coach that he already knew and wanted to work with. So both of those, to me, I don't believe that you can definitively say that they were based on the color of someone's skin. But now the thing, as we all do picks here and we like to gamble, that stands out is if there is any evidence to getting paid to tank we all joke about tanking. That is where uh, Stephen Ross would be in a lot of trouble.
0: Correct. That's where you might see some actual heads roll. And and the thing about the, the class action lawsuit, one, I'll commend Brian Flores because we were talking about this earlier. The optics of the head coaching practices in the NFL do not look good. Now, when you talk about it on a broad scale, the fact that there's only one uh, African-American head coach and there's only uh, one uh, Hispanic head coach, and then I guess you got Robert Sala that's um, – uh, Muslim, you know, you got some minority there, but that's not very good compared to the percentage of players. So the optics are bad now. If you want to tell me why it's like that, if you want to sit here and say that every owner and GM is making those like. Man, that's that's tough without a lot of evidence to say that directly. I'm not saying there's not some out there, but like you just mentioned with Miami, like they seem to be having the opposite effect with the front office, so to speak. So, you know, we have a situation, was it um, Minnesota made a, a really, I think there was four uh, minority hires in front office or assistant GM?
1: Three, three of the seven were minority hires
0: right so like there's so good headway there you know And those are even more uh, Mm -hmm. executive positions so I guess if if they don't make the decision does that mean they're only I don't know you know what I'm saying like there's a lot of optics here sometimes cause and effect don't always correlate the same way Either way, the NFL's got a problem on their hands yet again, and they they continuously just stay bigger than they need to to avoid doing anything. You know what I mean? Like, they- Well,
1: there's no way that any of these people within the NFL will countersue Brian Flores, because what happens if you countersue? Now you open up every aspect of your Correct. life to uh, discovery. So all they're going to do is what they've done. They'll come out with their statements. They'll deny it. This will probably never go to court. And I like what Flores did in – what you said it's a class action lawsuit others can join into it Hugh Jackson has chirped in he is not looking to get a payout here he's saying hey this is how I feel this is what I think is wrong let's try and make it better
0: now Hugh Jackson is also saying that he was paid to lose games or was offered a significant amount of Hugh Jackson and he said it it was a good amount. Dude, you were
1: 1-31, and then I think you won a couple games the next season, got fired midway through.
0: Like he tell hasn't me. been anywhere
1: since he was like the advisor to Marvin Lewis, right? He's the head coach at Grambling right now.
0: Oh, is he really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Or he's coaching at Grambling, one of the two. But please, Hugh Jackson, you weren't a good coach when you were in Oakland. Uh, offensive coordinator – When you were in uh, Cleveland, you just were not a good coach. Don't try and tell me that Jimmy Haslam came to you and said, Hey, I'll pay you to lose even more. Like, how could you
0: lose? You turned him down and you still went one (laughs) in 31. It's like, no, I'll do it on my own. Yeah. I mean, what the hell, man? I hate that. I hate to be this cynical about it, but it's always disappointing when one person, Creates the news story, which Brian Flores, you know, he feels the way he feels and he should do what he feels yeah. is right. And he is. But then when the other people come out, like if I'm Brian Flores, I'm kind of like, where were you at like two years ago, man? Like, yep. you know, you sh- I should be telling you my story because it already happened to you. But don't be a chicken shit. But that's what it is. And I, I think the way Brian Flores handled himself, he was on the interview with ESPN with Get Up, did a really good job uh, presenting his side of the story. Do you think he's still able to be hireable, at least in this cycle, or is he done for good? Well,
1: everything I hear says that he is done in this cycle because they're not going to hire a guy who is currently suing the league to be an employee of a team in the league. Too Um,
0: much risk, right?
1: And I understand that to me I felt like he was going to get the Texan's job.
0: We thought he would whenever he first got let go, I think we were just like, "Well, he's going to get a job soon." Yep. Like that's just how we felt. So, apparently he didn't Think about that, or didn't feel the same way, or didn't care about that, and just decided to to take the high road on this. situation. It's just
1: interesting because he's only forty years old. It's not like if you didn't get hired this go around that he wouldn't have had
0: another opportunity.
1: He's a young coach.
0: Yeah, I think I think we'll see him again. Just you're right. Not this not this time through. But uh, a couple other things just on that story. So we had the uh, statements by the Giants, by the Dolphins, and by the Broncos. The John teams involved. Uh, John Elway took a couple digs, didn't
1: he? Yeah, John Elway's statement to me, I enjoyed the most out of anyone that was made because Brian Flores insinuated that John Elway was drunk or hungover from drinking, partying the night before and was uh, disheveled and didn't take the interview seriously. John Elway responded, Well, if I was dishiveled it was because i took the red eye in to meet you i was running on about three hours of sleep and the only time frame you gave us to meet with you was at this time in rhode island i took a red eye from denver in to see you we had a three and a half hour interview i liked what he he laid it out
0: piece by piece and took a
1: couple subtle digs.
0: He did. And then uh, what's the what's the name of the uh, guy for the Dolphins? Um, Steven Ross? Steven Ross. Yeah. So he kind of just defended himself. But yeah, when we see Steven Ross's response compared to like that of the the Giants, you know, everybody kind of looks at his and is like, hey, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like nobody cares. Like they expect him to be guilty, right? Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. They're kind of
1: expecting that Stephen Ross is going to get the Donald Sterling and be done.
0: I think a lot of people hope that, you know, so we'll see how it shakes out. But the other uh, quick NFL thing I wanted to mention before we get into the last thing about the not no longer named Washington football team is you, you talked about how you don't want to sue the NFL because uh, or counter sue because then it opens up everything. And we got another Dan Snyder uh, news story where Went, I don't know, they're doing the congressional investigation into the NFL because so, of the Gruden stuff?
1: Yeah, where the NFL decided to keep that investigation in-house and pretty much shut it down and not release anything other than burning Gruden. Uh, federal governments decided with the amount of money that's made, antitrust laws, all yeah, that different yeah. sort of stuff, uh, we better get in and investigate this because there's serious allegations of workplace you know, conduct and all these different things. So now... They have opened an investigation into the uh, Washington football team.
0: So, the uh, – here's what happened. This is via ESPN. Former uh, Washington Commanders employee Tiffany Johnston made allegations against Dan Snyder on Thursday at a roundtable before the House Committee on Oversight and Reform, saying he placed his hand on her thigh without her consent at a team dinner and that he pushed her toward his limousine with his hand on the lower back. He left his hand on my middle of my thigh, and I physically removed it, she said, describing this. And The only reason Dan Snyder removed his hand from my back and stopped pushing me toward the limo was because his attorney intervened and said, Dan, Dan, this is a bad idea. I learned that I should have removed myself from Dan's grip, and that's what happened. So, uh, not a good look. It
1: isn't. Is Dan Snyder going to go Cuba Gooding Jr. on us? Cuba Gooding Jr.?
0: I don't know. What does that mean?
1: Uh, he's... Uh, being he's in trouble right now for groping women and one of them said that he decided he would grab their breasts and massage them and he said it's a uh, hashtag he's a victim of the hashtag me too movement and people just need to chill <laughs> is that what dan snyder's gonna go for uh, i was helping her down the curb i was simply guiding her way so she didn't fall wearing her four-inch chills
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's it's like a uh, never mind dude how does he still have the i and well, here's the thing, we he's, talk about co co-owner, remember? The NFL
1: is not it's not a league ran by Roger Goodell. It is an organization owned, run, operated by the owners. Goodell works for them. That's why stuff like this, we can talk about it, but it's never gonna come to anything. It's never
0: gonna change. But one thing that did change, it was the Washington football team is no more. And we talked last night about how much we wanted it to be the emails, but it fell on Deaf Ears. Uh, now they're the Washington uh, Commodores or the, the Commies or the, the Commanders is what it is. So uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you feel about that name?
1: I think it's like a negative 3.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> They could have went like
1: Red Hawks or
0: Red Tails
1: admirals or red tails see, if they, or,
0: here's the thing though if they would have done red tails everybody would just be like dan snyder's just trying to do this social justice posturing because you it's know a, what i think dan
1: snyder did so you won't let me have redskins that's fine i'll change it to commanders who wiped out the redskins
0: that's what i said last night. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened oh uh and then uh, somebody gifted us uh an image of a uh, cobra commander uh today did you see that that was nice. nice. That was a nice one.
2: Honestly, I like the Washington football team better than
0: yeah. Like at least that was too. different and unique. Like all the names we went through last night, they all sounded like a bad XFL name or like the auto name that Madden gives if you create a team.
2: I liked the Commodores. The Commodore. I <laughs>
0: Hello. That was just a solo song. Yeah, can't, but, I, 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 yeah, I'll just the do brick, brick house is All I, can, I got, I'm sorry, but it's Lionel, man. Yeah. yeah, Lionel Richie's the man. He is. We can listen to some Lionel Richie right now if you want. No, we could. When you say hello, <laughs> I think of Adele.
2: No, is it me? So, like, you play, <laughs> you, it you, it you play that. We were talking about it off the air when we go to Adventures on <laughs> <in> the Gorge <laughs> in the Grotto in the pool. Yeah, that comes on. All bets are off. We don't uh, know what's going
0: on. <laughs> Turn the cameras off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a great day. Uh, I'm looking forward to it already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last but not least for a segment here, just wanted to bring up the fact that baseball negotiations seem to have stalled. They uh, we, we talked earlier in the week about how, Uh, I mean, Turbo Tommy uh, saw where they pushed back, or they haven't officially, but it's probably not going to start on time, at least pitchers and catchers, because we're basically in a lockout. So, Mr. Round, you got any inside knowledge or anything that's going on that you can share for, like, the average fan who doesn't really understand what's happening here? Well, it's pushed back already, because pitchers and catchers would have already uh, reported on February the 1st. So, we're already there. So, the 14th was the day, I think – that everybody was going right. to report. Okay, the pitchers and
2: catchers report early. Okay, so we're already behind, and the only thing I've read is that they're in both an agreement, both the labor and the management, that we're going to have universal DH in the National League, and it's a foregone conclusion that's happening oh, this year.
0: I, I not surprised. Uh, hey. Good news
2: is they did bring in a federal mediator that they've agreed. MLB has agreed to do that, so they're. We're hoping that the uh, Players Association also agrees uh, for them to iron out the differences.
0: Because a lot of the problem is with like the arbitration salary amount, I think I saw.
2: It's it's with the arbitration salary amount. It's uh, with player control, a bunch of things. But So they're wanting to bring in a mediator, and hopefully we can get through it. But to me, uh, I don't see baseball starting any time before May. That, for regular season.
0: That, that far. That's my opinion. So how long do you think the regular season will end up being?
2: Uh, if it starts in May, we are losing 30 games, so I would say. About
0: 140? Yeah. They, they work yeah. it in. You'll get, I think so. Okay. So that being said, is this, is anything in this going to have anything to do with the salary floor? Because I know you've mentioned how much that would be wonderful, but.
2: I think there should be a salary floor, but I haven't heard any rumblings it's not about a not salary all floor on the docket. Either. I mean, okay. but to me, there's got to be. And, I, and Sam Peebles made the best argument against it. and We had him on the show for the Braves episode, but he says, just because you put so much into the, the payroll don't mean it's going to translate to anything. But... Also, you got all these owners just pocketing the money. Yeah, can we just at
0: least get some effort? Yeah, That's I mean all so we're like, I'm,
2: and like my point was I'm not saying it's gotta be eighty million or whatever, hundred <laughs> million. I'm saying like let's make it fifty million. Yeah. Sixty million. Because there's like eight teams under that. Right. So let's make it fifty or sixty that at least says that like, you know what, I can I can sign a free agent, solid piece of third base or whatever, and at least it looks like we're trying to be competitive on paper. Even if I flip them at the trade deadline, that's fine. But they're on the books at the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. People's going to come for opening day because so and so is here on a one year deal. Uh, so to me, you got to have that
0: biggie you got something stewing over there well that's the
1: other thing is you look at baseball and everybody talks about the small market teams and they can't spend as much they could spend 45 to 55 million easy these small market teams that are putting out a bad product like uh say the pirates or a couple other teams and around the great
2: them. stadium
1: um they have a very nice ballpark a lot of times it's taxpayer funded and those owners are pocketed millions so like You look at George Steinbrenner and you think of how much money he would have made or the Steinbrenner family now with Yes Network and all that. They're spending $300 million a year. It's not a guaranteed... Uh, profit margin is the same for them every year these small market teams that don't put a good product on the field are still getting a ton back through revenue sharing
0: as a cincinnati reds fan i can tell you there's definitely a difference in attendance when the team puts money out to try to build a contender Just optimism right you're, you're like well at least they're trying at least for the first few months yeah. you know now if shit doesn't work out yeah it's going to tell off so the yankees yeah, you talk about it being New York and the history and everything they have, but you know what? They haven't decided to screw it up and only spend forty or fifty million on their payroll. They still invest,
1: well, and that's the thing too. If you had a salary floor of fifty million, now you're looking at the Reds, at the Pirates, use Pirates for an example. They've brought in some guys, put them on one-year contracts. They're not going to trade them off a month into the season if they're doing well. Now their payroll at the end of the year may not be fifty million, but at the trade deadline, they might decide, "Damn, we got a chance. We're going to make a push this year. Let's add."
2: Yeah, that's it may hard. actually even help those teams because now we have pieces we might be able to flip. Yep, like to me, it's it's a win win for everybody, right?
1: And they're such a small market, low budget team that they flip this big name guy out to the Yankees. They pick up prospects now. That next two or three years, they're good and they're like the Rays, We you have a bunch of guys you don't know who they are. They're not paid very much, but they're competitive.
2: I do want to give a shout out to the New York Yankees because this spring in April, my son turns thirteen he don't know what it means to see a a New York Yankees World Championship. It's
0: never happened in his lifetime.
2: I love it. Sorry, Yankees fans. Eat (laughs) up. It's fine. It's okay. You haven't drafted well. It hasn't panned out for you. My son don't know what that means, and that's okay. I love it.
0: Are the Yankees supposed to be good, Dad? No, son.
2: (laughs) That's when uh, the great Bambino played.
1: You know what's funny when we're talking about this right now with the Yankees not being good is everybody likes to hate say uh Tom Brady recently retired Patriots fans but Boston as a whole
0: just the city is what New York used to be. Yeah, our lifetime of Boston sports is so different than yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it used to be something completely like just helpless. It was like being a
1: West Virginia or a Bengals fan. West Virginia. Yes. You just knew that you were going to blow it
2: in the end. Pretty much.
1: Now, if you go two years between a title, you feel like you've been
0: raped.
2: <laughs> but as far as the negotiations, I feel like both sides know that they've got to get it done. Because we haven't had like a season like not have a World Series champ since 1994. We don't need a
0: work stoppage.
2: Yeah. So in 1994, we have the Montreal Expos, who is potentially going to be on paper a World Series Championship contender. They're no longer in Montreal, obviously. So that could have potentially could happen hey, to your Orioles. It could happen to your Royals. Well, you never point know. point is is that that could have been the final straw for the yeah. expos right. not having a team anymore. That's what I'm saying. That was the last chance we had a guy potentially hitting four hundred. Tony Gwynn was at three ninety four when when it stopped in August that year. So
1: Ken Griffey Jr. had fifty six home runs when it stopped he was going to break the uh uh he won- he was on pace to finish with
2: he would record. record at the yeah. top. Yeah. All right, so I mean, we can't have that. So they both know what's on the line. I feel like with the last few playoffs and even with the COVID season, MLB's done a pretty good job considering what they've had dealt with and uh the the product's good right now. So they've got to get back on the field.
1: To uh follow up on what you said there when it comes to the Expos, look at their attendance pre-strike and after the strike, the fans never came back. When they're talking about the Rays having a split season and playing in Montreal, oh, you can't take a team yeah, there because they, they won't support that. it. They supported it until you went on strike, and they lost it, and they never came back.
2: No, If you took at the average uh, attendance, Montreal, hands down, supports a baseball team mm-hmm. in Montreal way better than a Tampa Bay Rays. Yep. And it's at least 10 k more per game.
0: On average. So that means they'd have eleven K? Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's all they need. At ten fifteen. There was there was games for Montreal at a home game when they were good, but average thirty K a game. Yeah. But in even, a dumpster of a stadium. That's what I'm saying. Olympic stadium, but like the Rays going to the World Series, they're getting like ten to fifteen Shit. if they're lucky. So I mean Hey yo. You know what I'm saying though? Um Sorry, I was watching the Bulls game there for a second. The <laughs> other
1: thing I was going to say is during COVID season, MLB could have gotten together and done a much better job. We got more than a 60-game season in, and it paid off. They had a real nice playoff run. They can't afford to go in and, like you just said, have a loss season, a work stop. It's that type of thing. It'll be two times in three years. That's a precursor, where, right? Of you know, management and labor couldn't get together.
0: So, like, that, the COVID year was the first sign that we knew we were coming to this mm-hmm. crossroad here. Yeah, because the owners basically said, you know what? Get back to work. Yeah. And, That's uh, what happened. Right. And, and, you know, to the benefit, the reason why it kind of didn't hurt the MLB as bad is because they were the first sport to come back. Right. They were the first, like, them right. in hockey. And then the NBA was a little later. Like, they they all came, kind of came in. And the NBA was in a bubble where baseball was traveling. Yeah. You know, so – that was the first sense of reality we were getting back, so that helped kind of overlook some of those abrasive natures. But now we're in a work stoppage again, and uh, I don't. There's think supposed to be a meeting tomorrow with the Feds. Yes, with the Feds. Well, hopefully, we get baseball and, and Balca. <laughs> not, not those Feds. You never know with baseball; <laughs> could be anything. Yeah. Uh, mm. Somebody write a letter to Manfred. He'll fix it all. Yeah.
2: Fuck put man, put me in charge of baseball. <laughs> Let me be the commish. There you go. You're my
1: commish, bud. Thank you. I want Bob Costas to be the commissioner of Major League Baseball.
0: You know, he he would fancy himself a commissioner, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. He, He'd he do he, well. He,
2: he projects himself as that type of level. Yeah,
0: he he loves him some baseball too. Dude, yeah. Bob Just Costas ask him; he'll tell you. He's
1: an awesome man.
0: Uh well. Speaking of uh, awesome men, uh, I know we're going to wrap up the show, so. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I'm just going to be some self-deprecating here and tell you, I do have plans this weekend. I'm just offering it up if you guys want to do it too. Uh, making me feel like maybe pre-COVID and feeling a little normal. I think I'm going to go to the movies tomorrow. I'm going to go watch Jackass. Oh, wow. Well, Johnny no, Knoxville.
1: No. So, they got Johnny Knoxville, Wee Man, Steve-O.
0: Yeah, they're all like in their 80s or something now, but it should be interesting. It'll be interesting. So
2: yeah, I, their biggest like – uh prank is like see who gets the blood pressure of the highest the
0: quickest it's how many of them poop their pants yes i feel like
1: <laughs> i should tell a story about our own little jackass experience at uh you know mama Rowling's house back in the day where uh we <laughs> would mom, do different things brown. <laughs> <laughs> during the winter this time of year nice steep driveway you get some snow outside you're trying to figure out what to do jackass does all these different things we used to take a friend of ours who was willing to do this we didn't force him to do it we we call him love boat uh from the top of driveway to the bottom is like i don't it's know it's steep 200 feet and it's pretty yeah, steep yeah. 300 feet uh,
0: it's we would Virginia, send him down
1: on one of two things And there was a van parked halfway down So if you made it past the van You might smoke the mailbox at the bottom Which did happen a couple times You'd send him down on an empty bag of dog food Or there was a time Where we had a Pepsi uh, tarp. Little tarp that would go tarp over top commercial. Of your pop display And we would send you down on that
2: No but you gotta say what happened We sent him down on a Pepsi tarp And in the snow And he clipped The freaking van. Yeah. And he kept spinning all the way to the bottom of the driveway. I was like, is he dead? Is he dead? (laughs) Like, this is stuff that Jackass wouldn't even do. Yeah. Like, I bet he felt better than fighting Butterbean the next day.
0: Yeah. I'm just saying, I think that in 2022, Jackass is what we need. It's what can help us feel like maybe things aren't as shitty as they are sometimes. I agree with, I
2: agree with that. 100%. Let, let's
0: get back to normal. Let's mm-hmm. get back to people making idiots out of themselves, jackasses, if you will, and just enjoying watching other people's pain. It's always better when it's somebody else. Right. I'm willing to pay out of pocket to go to the theater and watch that. That's no, how desperate no, you I need to watch
2: it for free in about a week, probably. Well,
0: maybe. That's neither here nor there. I don't yeah. know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Uh other only only other pop culture things I got, I'm super stoked that South Park came back. You're twenty five. Can you believe South Park's been on the air for twenty years? South Park seasons?
1: is the only uncanciable thing, uncanciable thing that exists.
0: Yes. They they clearly have not uh no, thought, the Simpsons, man. Nah, but the, the, the Simpsons don't cross the line. They try to stay woke sometimes and, and South Park just un all they they just they don't care about nothing. I thought you meant not cancelable. No, like they are the most offensive show on uh, TV Yeah,
2: And it's funny because now it's been going on for so long, they just get a free pass. Right. It's like because it's just, like, well, it's South Park. Right. They you just
0: know. It's just what they are. And yeah. then uh, the – well, I'm trying to think. I had something else. Oh, the Royal Rumble was Sunday. Uh, sucked. Absolutely terrible. You know I'm a wrestling the, fan. I, the
1: only thing I saw on that, I was uh, – or no, it was Saturday. Because I was at Music Fest, and I got the text that said Ronda Rousey's back. Yeah. Apparently, her entrance melted the intro board or something like oh, that.
0: Oh, I didn't even see that part. That's how much I paid attention. Uh, okay. It was bad. Uh, no surprises. Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble. Ooh, Ooh, didn't expect that coming. So that's that's it for uh for WWE for a while. Maybe I'll check it out at WrestleMania, but I I'm moving on. We're AEW guys now. Hey, see I'm fucking MJF last night. That was that was good shit right there, but that's uh extended feud I'll look forward to. Hey, but for the last 20 years, I'm not the big wrestling guy that you are, but
2: I've always like for two things, I've watched WWE for Royal Rumble.
0: It'll draw you in,
2: right? And WrestleMania. And I gotta admit, I watch Royal Rumble for nostalgic purposes because I wanna see who whose cool intro is gonna be uh displayed when it counts down to zero. Like a boogeyman or whoever. Uh but I didn't even watch it this time. You got
0: Shane McMahon and Bad Bunny. Do you yeah. know who Bad Bunny is? Yeah. No.
2: I, I didn't watch either. I didn't watch it at all. Now I, don't, I can't tell you I watch WrestleMania, but like that's I've always watched it, and that's how bad the product is right now.
0: Yeah, It's bad, and the Shane fact, O'Mac. Shane O'Mac came back, but I'm I supposed to be excited about that. Was it here comes the money? Of course, yeah, yeah, Still, yeah. But yeah like,
2: I
1: used right. that intro for fantasy football one yeah. year. It's a good intro. It, you, it you
0: is. Played you, it you threw the money. This happened last yeah. night. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, or Sunday. I think uh, on that downer, we'll end the note. But go to your weekend and be positive. And also, also, don't forget, we got an, another episode coming out this weekend. We'll be with our Rams and Bengals fans. They were a lot of fun. And uh, no football this weekend. You're not going to watch the Pro Bowl, so get outside. Go do some. Hopefully, it's not going to be frozen everywhere like it will it's be It's supposed here.
2: to get cold after this uh, rain, uh, freezing rain we got right now. So, I'm going to binge watch Ozark.
0: There you go. I might. I, I've seen like a few episodes. I'll see if I can keep up. I'm just saying
1: i got to finish Yellowstone, then I'll jump into Ozark. Right. O- Ozark sounds like a
0: show that's right up my alley. Yeah. All right, maybe that'll give us something to talk about next week. All right, guys. This has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Thanks for giving us a listen. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.